Jose, it's an incredible schuss to be able to learn with all of you today. So today's daf is daf vav. Page six in Yevamis. We're actually going to pick up on daf hamid bays 5b. And we are picking up ele itzterich, which is two, four, six, seven lines up from the bottom. So remember again, just to orient ourselves a little bit. We left off in the middle of the sugi of trying to figure out why we need the drasha of Ashes, of, of Achos Ishto, the sister's wife, or the wife's sister, I should say, I'm sorry. Right? Remember again, we had an entire drasha where the Torah, we know, goes ahead and prohibits marrying the sister of your wife. And then we made a Gzera Shava of Aleha Aleha, ultimately again to Yibum. Now, what's interesting about this is as follows. So one's wife's sister is an Iser Karis, it's an Iser Erva. And yet, amazingly enough, the Torah says give us a pasuk that yibum in this scenario is aser. And obviously, the Torah has to provide a pasuk that means that without the pasuk, I would have thought that yibum would be mutter even in a situation of an iser karis. So the Gemara says it's derech. The pasuk of achos ishto is necessary. So if you look at Rashi, sagdait chamino. Had the Torah not given us the drasha from Achos Ishto of Aleha Aleha to tell us that Yibum is prohibited with one's wife's sister, I would have thought that the idea of an assay being Docha Elosa assay is true even when the Losa assay is in Isser Karis. Now, where would I have gleaned that from? So the Gemara would have gleaned it from Kibar Avaim. How so? Listen to this case. This time you learned in a Braissa, One would have thought that the Mitzvah of Kibar Avaim, honoring one's parents, should be Docha Shabbos. Should set aside the rules of Shabbos. In other words, if there's a clash between honoring my parents and keeping Shabbos, so in other words, or to say it a bit differently, if honoring my parents requires me to go ahead and violate Shabbos, I would have thought that honoring your parents trumps everything, and therefore, I should do that. To which the Gemara says, Therefore, the Pasuk says, A man should fear or revere his, his mother and his father and keep my Shabbosos. So the juxtaposition here is very interesting. Torah discusses honoring your parents right next to keeping the Shabbos. What does that teach us? To teach us ultimately again that Hashem says, listen, you're obligated to honor your parents, but both you and your parents are obligated to honor me. So therefore, as much as there's an obligation to honor our parents, when there is a clash between honoring our parents and honoring Hashem, such as in a case where my parents ask me to do something that is against the will of the Ribbono Shal Olam, so ultimately because both me and my parents are obligated to serve Hashem, the will of Hashem trumps the will of my parents. So the Gemara says, My love, Are we not talking about a case where ultimately, let's say my father says to me on Shabbos, Make me, make me, uh, make me, cook me a piece of meat, right? Or go ahead and shecht for me an animal. So my father is asking me to do a malacha for him on Shabbos. And the Torah says, As much as you're obligated to go ahead and honor your parents, you're more obligated to keep my Shabbos. Time it because of Rahmana Shabbos society tomorrow. Now here's what's interesting. The only reason I know not to honor my parents when the will of my parents conflicts with the will of God is because the Torah says, a Shabbos society tomorrow, keep Shabbos. Keep Shabbos. So if my father tells me to violate Shabbos as a form, ultimately again, of honoring him, but Hashem tells me to keep the Shabbos, I have to listen to Hashem. But the only reason I know that is because the Pasuk says, a Shabbos society tomorrow. 
Had it not said that phrase, I would have assumed that the Asay, the positive commandment of honoring my parents, goes out and sets aside the prohibitions of Shabbos. To which the Gemara says, to which the Gemara says, low. Lo, that's actually not the case. The case is not where my father is asking me to do something, which carries with it an Isr Kares, rather top of Daf Vav, Lav Demechamer. We're talking about a case where, let's say, on Shabbos, my father asks me to lead a laden animal. Now, leading a laden animal on Shabbos is Asr, but it's not a Chiv Misa. It's not a Chiv Misa. Ultimately, again, and even in that case, Va'afilu Hachi, Lodachi. See, even though my father is asking me to do something that's not punishable by death, I still can't violate Shabbos, even just the law, even just the prohibition, I can't violate Shabbos to honor my parents. To which the Gemara says, So Gemara says, one second, if that's the case, when my father tells me to lead a laden animal, I say no, <laughs> I say no, why? Because I have an obligation to honor my father, but again, the obligation to honor my father doesn't set aside the prohibitions of Shabbos. Says the Gemara, is this not a proof then? that an assay doesn't set aside a losa assay, right? In other words, doesn't this overturn everything we've been talking about until now? So may, maybe we're wrong. Maybe our whole premise is flawed. And maybe an assay doesn't set aside a losa assay. To which the Gemara says, Well, maybe you say no. Maybe in general, assay is doch a losa assay, except in a case of Kares. But Shabbos is different. Shabbos is different because Shabbos is very chomer. Right? Ultimately, again, Shabbos is very strict. Shabbos is very stringent. So even though normally we would say that an assay could set aside a low sa'asay, when the low sa'asay is not punishable by kares or by misa, just the love, Shabbos is different. By Shabbos, an assay cannot set aside a low sa'asay of Shabbos, even though it's just the love. To which the Gemara But yet again, I will say the comparison to Shabbos is made in many other areas to and no one ever highlights the fact that Shabbos is more chamer than anything else. So we'll say, so first off, we take a look at Rashi. Rashi says, why is it that Shabbos would be more chamer? Why is Shabbos more chamer than anything else? Look at Rashi. To Kaimalon, it's the first of the short lines. Mechalo Shabbos ko'ovid avodos ko'chavim. Umishumhachi lav greida lodachi uminayu logaminon. See, Rabbi say, Shabbos in and of itself is an oath. Shabbos is a sign of our relationship with Hashem. And that's why the Gemara says if a person violates Shabbos, it's as if they're worshipping idolatry, which is such a, such a strong statement. But the idea is that Shabbos serves as the relationship underpinning between ourselves and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's the covenant. On Shabbos, when I abstain from engaging in positive, dynamic, melacha, work, what I'm showing is Hashem, you're in control. person violates Shabbos, it's almost as if they're not giving God their due. There's a theologi- something theologically missing in my relationship. I could be doing everything else. But without Shabbos, is without that basic recognition that Hashem is the Creator, and Hashem is the one who controls everything. So maybe that's why Shabbos is different, to which the Gemara But one second, here's the problem. The problem is there are many times that we go ahead and we make comparisons to Shabbos. And never do we say, no, you can't make comparisons to Shabbos because Shabbos is more chamer. To which the Gemara says, Desanya, for example, Yachol Amarlo Aviv Hitame, Osha Amarlo Al Tachzir Yachol Yishmalo. You might have thought that if your father tells you to become Tame, now this is talking about a Kohen. Let's say a man is a Kohen. Obviously, if he's a Kohen, his father is a Kohen. And his father says, I want you to go to this Levi. I want you to go to this funeral. I want you to go to the cemetery. Now, again, my father's telling me to go to a cemetery, but I'm a Kohen. 
who's not allowed to go ahead and become Tomei. Or, let's say I find a lost object. There's a biblical obligation to return a lost object. My father says, I don't want you returning it. So here I have a clash between what my father is telling me to do and what the Torah is telling me to do. So you might have thought that Kibbut Avva'im requires me to listen to my father. Tamulomar, Ishimo, Va'aviv Tiro, Tishmoru. See, interesting, the Pasuk says, a man should revere his mother and his father and keep my Shabbosos. Kulchem chayoven bichvodi. All of you are obligated to honor me. So it's interesting. Shabbos is kind of used as the paradigm, the Gemara says. It's used as the paradigm, right? The paradigm is just like everybody's obligated to keep Shabbos, it applies to every mitzvah. So anytime my father or my mother asks me to violate a mitzvah, so you would make a halachi calculation, well, there's an essay, a positive commandment to honor my parents, and there's a prohibition to do whatever it is that my parents are asking me to do. I, the essay of Kibbarav Aim Shebidoche, the low sasei, Kamash no, Kamash Hashem says, Asei doche lo say works, God says, when it's two things I'm telling you to do. But Lamaisa, if your parents tell you to do something that's against me, that doesn't work. You can't use Asei doche lo say because again, both you and your parents are obligated in the honor of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. mifrach. But rather, again, here's the pircha. Here's, the, here's why you can't compare. Malahonach shekein hechshe mitzvah. So here's what's interesting. You know, in the case of Shabbos, in the case of Shabbos, what's interesting is as follows. So when my father asks me to go ahead and cook something or shecht something on Shabbos, so there, the very violation is the mechanism through which I would fulfill the mitzvah of Kibar Ava'im. So when the mechanism of fulfillment of the mitzvah of Kibar Ava'im is in and of itself a prohibited act, that's when the Torah says you can't do that. It's different though in the Yibum case, because remember, look at Rashi just a moment. So Rashi points out there is something amazing. You know, even had the Torah not said Aleha, right? Even, even had there not been, let's say there is a mitzvah of Yibum, there's another way to fulfill the mitzvah. What's the other way to fulfill the mitzvah? With Chalitza. In other words, in the case of Achos Ishto, there is a way to, so to speak, fulfill the mitzvah of Yibum without getting into a biblically prohibited relationship. And that's simply to do chalitza. I'm sorry, I, miss, I stopped in the middle of Rashi. Rashi says, Ela, li olam li right? The case of the conflict between Kibara Ve'em and Shabbos is a case where my father says, I want you to shecht an animal for me. I want you to go ahead and cook something for me. Vafilu ha'chilo itzter chala di'ikala mifrach you see, in that case, I can't fulfill the mitzvah of kibbutz av without desecrating Shabbos. That, that's what's happening over there. My father asked me to cook him something. I can't fulfill my father's will without uprooting Shabbos. Hilchach, Therefore, the Torah has seen, had the Torah been silent and not said anything, I would have assumed, My father tells me to go out and cooking something on Shabbos. I know cooking is also on Shabbos, but I have an assay, a positive commandment of honoring my parents, a low sase of Shabbos. The assay of honoring my parents should set aside the low sase of Shabbos. Therefore, the Pasuk says, Yes, you have to honor your parents. But all of you have to keep my Shabbos. All of you have to honor me. So that's why it has to write it by Shabbos. By Shabbos and Kibbutz Avaim. But in this case, by Achos Ishto, by the case of the wife's sister, Aval Yibum Loze Belvarach Shekuma Haase, Shar Yachol Lachlotz, Velo Yaakar Lav Shal Erva, Velo Itzter Chala. 
even had the Torah not said aloud, by the case of Achosishto, I could have come up with my own good solution, which is Chalitza. Chalitza. In other words, the, see, in the case of Kiburab and Shabbos, the clash is inevitable. Because the only way for me to fulfill the honoring my parents is to desecrate Shabbos. That's not true in the case of Achos Yishto. There's a way to take care of Yibum even without an Isser Erva, which is Chalitza. To which the Gemara says, El So here is the issue. The truth is, the truth is, I need Allah. Right? Why do I need Allah? Because, in other words, without Allah, I would have thought that say is doche lo say even by an iser kares. Now we're trying to figure out why would I have thought that. To which the Gemara says, "An incredible, this incredible Gemara." The Gemara says, "This sanyo, this this elasayah I would have learned it out that say is doche lo say even by an iser kares from the mitzvah to build the base hamikdash. How so? This sanyo, yachol yehe binyan base hamikdash doche shabbos. You might have thought that the building of the base hamikdash should be doche shabbos." Tamad Lomar, Tishmoro, The Pasik says, keep my Shabbos, keep my Shabbos, revere my Mikdosh. Kulchem Chayovin Bichvodi. You are all obligated in my honor. So once again, the Torah says, the Torah says, Eshab Tishmoro, As much as you have to revere the Mikdosh, you also have to keep Shabbos. You also have to keep Shabbos. My la bebona vesoser. Now, what does it mean? Isn't the Torah warning us against building and demolishing, which again are avos malachos, primary categories of labor, which if done on Shabbos intentionally, are punishable by kares. The time of the cause of Rachman and Shabbos is Now, the only reason I'm not going to build the base of Mikdash on Shabbos is because the Torah tells me, keep Shabbos. Halav hachi, had the Torah remained silent, what conclusion would I have reached? Ilav hachi, dachi, I'm sorry, ilav hachi, dachi. Had the Torah not said anything, I would have assumed that say is doche lo say even by an iser kares. Well, so let me just pause here for just a moment, just so we're, we're keeping on track. Remember, what the Gemara is trying to figure out is as follows. We have a jirasha by the case of Achos Yishto, right? Two blad ago, or it wasn't, on Gimel on days, right? We learned that the source for our first Mishnah, that where there is an erva, there's no yibum, and where there's an erva, she exempts her tsara and tsara tsara, right? She, forget, she exempts her co-wife, her co-wife's koi from yibum. And all of that is learned out from the Pasuk of Achos Ishto, my wife's sister, my wife's sister. And specifically, there's an extra word in that Pasuk, Aleha, which creates a Gzeru Shava between the prohibition to marry your wife's sister and Yibum. Links the two. To teach me what? Just like my wife's sister is ushered to me in a regular scenario, she's also ushered to me in a Yibum scenario. In a Yibum scenario. Now, what's interesting about this is as follows. So the Torah is going out of its way to teach me that I can't do Yibum in a situation of an Isser Karis. To which the Gemara says, that's interesting, because other, you know, the fact that you had to make that Gzair Shava tells me that I would have thought that say is Doche Lo say even with an Isser Karis. So we're trying to figure out, why would you have thought that? Why would you have thought that? So now we're suggesting, maybe from Binyan Beis HaMikdash, from the fact that the Torah has to say, From the fact that the Torah says, Keep my Shabbos, but watch out for my Mikdash, tells me that I would have thought that I could build the Beis HaMikdash even on Shabbos. I would have thought the assay of building the Beis HaMikdash should be docha the low assay of building of Malacha on Shabbos, which is an Isra Kares, to which the Gemara says, Lo, lav de mechamer. 
It could be that the Torah is prohibiting, ultimately, is not being in a steer, not building, but perhaps it is prohibiting leading a laden animal. This seems to be a favorite. And the Torah is telling me that even a lesser transgression, like leading a laden animal, which is just a love, just a prohibition, can also not be done on Shabbos for the sake of building the Mikdash. Well, if that's the case, then why don't you say we see from here that really Asay is not at all? So you're telling me now that even for the Asay, for the obligation to build the base on Igdosh, you can't go ahead and set aside Shabbos even with just the love, even with just the prohibition. Forget about Kari, it's just the prohibition. So doesn't this show me that Asay is not Asay? So maybe once again, you'll say Shabbos is different because Shabbos is Chomer. Right? Again, like we saw before, like Rashi said, why is Shabbos Chomer? Because the Gemara says, whoever violates Shabbos, it's as if you worship Davodu Zarech Shalom. To which the Gemara says, here's the problem. But there are many, many times that the Tana brings up this comparison to Shabbos and yet never brings up the fact that Shabbos is more Chomer. The Sanya, it's going close to the same thing. Yachol, Amrlo, Avifitame. If your father was a coin and he tells you he to go to the cemetery, or you find a lost object and your father tells you, don't return it. So the Gemara says, you might have thought what? You might have thought there's an assay of honoring my parents. I should listen to my father. To which the Gemara says, all of you are obligated to So the point over here is you see that Allah so we compare everything to Shabbos. And we don't say that ah, Shabbos is more machmer than anything else. But rather, again, here's the pircha. So we said before, So which we'll say the problem over there, of course, is like we said before, that in order to fulfill kibud avaim, the only way to fulfill the positive commandment by definition is the commission of the prohibition. The Gemara says, however, so then why do I need a Shab society show Mikdashitiro? Me So say the truth is we need that for a different Russia. We need that for a different Russia. Listen to this. This is so beautiful. So the Gemara says, Yachol Yisyare Adam Mikdash. You might have thought that maybe there is an obligation to fear the Mikdash. So the Gemara says, Tamud Lomar. Now say what's interesting about this is that maybe there's a din of Yira. There's like a din of, of, of being in awe, of being in fear of the base HaMikdosh. Tamad Lomar, es Shabso Saiti Shmoru, ve es Mikdosh Shitiro. Ne'emar Shmira b'Shabbos, ve ne'emra Mora b'Mikdosh. The Torah uses Lashon of Shmira, of keeping or guarding by Shabbos, and Lashon of Mora, reverence by the Mikdosh. Mashmira ha'amura b'Shabbos, Amud Beis. Just like when it says Shmira by Shabbos, what does that mean? Lo mishabbos atom misyare. You're not fearful of Shabbos, right? There's no fear of Shabbos. Ella, mimisha, he's here ala Shabbos. Rather, who, who do I have reverence for? It's interesting. The reverence or the fear is not really for Shabbos. The reverence or the fear is for the one who commanded me to keep Shabbos. I.e. the Ribbono Shalom. Af mora ha'amura b'mikdash, lo mimikdash atamisyare, ella mimisha, he's here al ha'mikdash. So too again, says the Gemara, when it comes ultimately again, to the reverence about the Mikdash, it's not the Mikdash that I revere, but rather ultimately, again, or fear, but rather it's the one who went ahead and told me to build the base of Mikdash that I have reverence for. A really beautiful idea. And the Gemara is highlighting over here that sometimes we kind of lose the trees from the forest a little bit. 
Right? In Yiddishkeit, it's so easy, unfortunately, to reduce our Yiddishkeit to a series of behavioral or mechanistic physical activities. It's just things that I do, day in and day things that I do. And we forget that the reason I do the things that I do is to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Gemara says, you don't have to fear a Mikdash, you don't have to revere a Mikdash. Rather, I say day differently. We do have reverence for the Mikdash, we're going to see in just a moment. But the reverence for the Mikdash is not a reverence for the building. It's not a reverence for the structure. It's a reverence for the one, ultimately, who commanded me to build the building. When I go ahead and I do mitzvahs, it's not just the pshat that I'm checking a box. I'm doing the mitzvahs for the one who commanded me to do the mitzvahs. Because doing the mitzvahs, performance of the mitzvahs, allows me a connection to my father. The Gemara says, by the way, mora mikdash. By the way, what, what does it mean to revere the mikdash? How does that manifest itself? Lo yikonis adam baharabais b'maklo. So ultimately, what's the halacha? You can't come onto the harabayas with your walking stick, with your shoes, with your money belt, with the dust that's on your feet. You can't use the harabayas as a shortcut. And you're certainly not allowed to spit on the harabayas as well. So just, let's just pause on this just a moment. It's actually really profound. Rav Sham Shunafal Hershen is Sefer Chorev explains what's the pshat with these items. In other words, what, what, why am I not allowed to do these things on the Mikdash? And he says, when you come before Hashem, the entire essence of coming before Hashem is sublimation. I'm giving myself over to Hashem. I recognize that, and in Chasidus we call this, you know, bittel. Bittel, there's the yesh, there's the, I, I, I'm, I'm a vatal myself. Not a self-negation in a bad way, like I'm a nothing. But I recognize that when I'm in the presence of God, I give myself wholly over to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The goal when you are before Hashem is to become wholly dependent and wholly reliant on the Ribbono Shalom. And says the Gemara something so profound, how do you accomplish that? You don't go into the Harabais with your walking stick. The Hirsch says, the walking stick gives you stability. Your shoes give you stability, the ability to walk, right? When you wear shoes, Baruch Hashem, you don't have to worry about it. My grandmother, Zichron Levracha, was on the death march, spoke about the idea that if you didn't have shoes, you were done. You could go without food, you could go without clothing, but shoes, you could not make it without shoes. So a shoe gives me a certain level, not just of comfort, but of confidence, of confidence. Your wallet, your money belt, ah, if I've got my money, I've got my credit cards, I've got security, right? So the idea is when you come before Hashem, you give up all of these things. You give up all of these things. Avak she'al gabe raglov. What does it mean, the dust on your feet? The dust on your feet. So it's interesting. In the Sifre Chasidos, they explain that avak she'al raglov is like avak, avak. We use like avak lashon hara. Avak she'al raglov, you know, dust. You know, sometimes you have dust on your feet. And the truth is, like, it's not a big deal. You could ignore it. You could leave it. You have to dust off your feet before you come onto the harabayas. In life, there's like avak, there's dust that we have. The dust are kind of like the little things we do that I know are not good. I know I should not be doing it. I should not be doing it. Are they the biggest deal in the world? Are they the biggest? Are they just the most horrendous things? No. But I know I shouldn't be doing them. But for whatever the reason, either because, I don't know, I don't think about it, or maybe I just don't have enough courage or strength or will to be able just to dust my feet off. But when you come to the Harabayas, that's the time to make a resolution. I'm getting rid of the avak shalragal. These are not the big averis. These are not the big things. But these are the little things that often I'm doing day after day or day, day, right, each and every day that hold me back from becoming the real person I want to be. When you come before Hashem, 
You give up your walking stick, you give up your shoes, you give up your money. You're not, I'm, not, I'm not independent. I'm fully dependent on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm going to say, no, Bush, I'm coming to you now. I'm going, to get, I'm going to dust off my feet. I'm going to stop being held back by the little things, the little dust, the particles, the stuff, the schmutz that's there. It's not the biggest deal in the world, but it's holding me back and I don't want to be held back anymore. So I dust it off. Again, that's just the din of the makom. You can't go to make it a can't go ahead and make it a shortcut, and ultimately you can't spit there. The only other bizman shabeis I only know that this is true in the base hamikdash is standing. Bizman shein base hamikdash kanyum minayin. How do I know that this is true even when the base hamikdash is not standing? In other words, it's actually very interesting. How do I know that there's a din of mora? There's a din of reverence for the place, even when the base hamikdash is no longer standing. Pasik says, keep my Shabbos, revere my Mikdash, revere my Mikdash, excuse me. Just like ultimately Shabbos' obligation to keep Shabbos is an eternal obligation. So to again, Mora, Mora, which is said by the Mikdash, ultimately again is forever, which is actually an incredible halacha. We know this today, that even those who go up to Harabayas, right, first of all, there are certain, only certain areas you could traverse, and even when you traverse those areas, it requires an incredible amount of vigilance and diligence, incredible number of halachas. So ultimately, again, what's amazing is the, the, the juxtaposition between Shabbos and the Mikdash is just as the keeping of Shabbos is something that is eternal, so to the Mora we have to have for the Mikdash is eternal as well. So we'll say, okay, let's get back to our regularly scheduled program. But I'll say, i just tell you something very beautiful that I saw. The idea, the Slalom Rebbe says something beautiful. He says this idea, so we say, that ultimately, again, building the base Hamikdash is not Tocha Shabbos. It doesn't set aside Shabbos. So the Slanomer says something so beautiful. He says, why is that? Listen to these words. He says, He says, ultimately, again, the Beis HaMikdash, the Beis HaMikdash is a place where the Shekhinah resides. It's an external, right? It's a building. He says, what's the point of Shabbos? The whole point of Shabbos is to bring the Shekhinah inside of me. That's the whole point, to create an internal hashras hashchina, an internal resting of the divine. That's what Shabbos is about. Omnik Shabbos, I daven, beautiful su'uda, learn Torah, sing and dance and nega lechaim. That's what Shabbos is. And what's the whole point of it? The whole point is, I want to bring the shechina into me. I say, I want you, I want you in me. I want you, I want you to reside in me. I want to be your home. So says the Stana Merheba, Shabbos is making yourself into a home for Hashem. Based on Mikdash is building an external physical home for Hashem. So what's more important? Says Lord, of course, making yourself into a home for Hashem, of course, is more important. Therefore, says the Slanimer, that's why, that's why Binyan based on Mikdash is not Torah Shabbos. And what a way to look at Shabbos. Shabbos is the day when I try to make myself into a Mikdash for the Ribbono Shalom. So if there's a clash between building the personal Mikdash and the national Mikdash, Building the personal mikdash takes precedence. Incredible. We'll say back to back back to the gemara. So we'll say. So remember again. Let's go back. Let's go back. The fact that we have to make a limud of aleha aleha teaches me that without that trasha, I would have thought that I say is dochelosa say even b'makom kares. So we're trying to figure out why would I have thought that Listen to this. I might have thought that it's from havara, the prohibition to kindle to kindle a fire on Shabbos. Listen to this. The Tanah the Pasuk says you shall not kindle a fire in all of your dwellings on Shabbos. What is this saying? Sigmar says, 
Either Rabbi Yossi Lalav, either Rabbi Nasan Lechalik. Remember again, what do you mean? What is this saying? We learned this already. They both say, here's what's interesting. The Torah goes in and tells you you're not, not allowed to do any malacha. But then the Torah goes out of its way to say, you cannot kindle a fire. You cannot kindle a fire in your home on Shabbos. Why does the Torah single out Havara? In other words, don't say anything. I know I'm not allowed to kindle because remember again, any, there's a juxtaposition between Shabbos and the Mishkan. Anything done in the Mishkan cannot be done on Shabbos. They kindled fires in the Mishkan. So I already know I can't kindle a fire. Why do you have to explicitly say, Why is that necessary? It's comes along and says, Kindling is single. That to say, fascinatingly enough, that whereas every other malacha, if done intentionally, is punishable by Misa, kindling is only a love. Kindling is only, it's a prohibition. That's why we state it separately. Rabbi Nassim says, ultimately, again, lechalik. Now, what does lechalik mean? Lechalik means to teach you, I both say, one might have thought, actually, look at Rashi. Rashi says, lechalik, shalotomar inu chayiv skila achi chal shabiz chum lachos. Yeah, both say, up until this point in time, the Torah only says all of the malachos in one pasach. Kamalacha lo sasa. I might have thought the only time your chayiv skila is if you do all 39 malachos. Therefore, the Torah comes along and specifically articulates do not kindle to tell you that each malacha is reckoned separately. It was a famous machlokes. Lalav yatsasa, lechalik yatsasa. Was it singled out to tell you that it's only a love, or was it singled out ultimately to tell you that you are chayyeh for the commission of each and every independent malacha? To which the Gemara says something amazing. So the Gemara says, Vamarava, Rava says, Tana Moshavos Kakashile. The truth is, the problem with the Pasik is the word Moshavos. Torah says, Do not kindle a fire in your dwellings. So Gemara says, Moshavos Matamalomar. Why are you using the word Moshavos? What do you mean your dwellings? So listen to this. Remember, Shabbos is a personalistic obligation, right? The obligation of Shabbos is upon me. Is upon me. Chovas aguf, right? The chovas aguf nohages bein baaretz bein mechutz laaretz, and ultimately, again, anything that is a mitzvah on your guf, on your body, a personalistic mitzvah that you fulfill with your body, that applies both in Eretz Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael. Tefillin, right? Mezuzah. All of these are mitzvahs that apply in and out of the land. So Shabbos is a perfect example. Shabbos, how do you fulfill Shabbos? With your body. So because I'm fulfilling, by the, as, as opposed to agricultural mitzvahs, which are performed with the land, those only apply in Eretz Yisrael. So watch this. So if that's the case, why does the Torah have to say Moshavos? Why does it say, don't kindle a fire in your homes? Well, what, is, what, is, what does that mean? Mitzvah of Shabbos applies anywhere and everywhere. Mishum Rabbi Shabbos, listen to this. Mishum Rabbi Shmuel, Amr Tam Dechav. So I'll say one of the Tamidim said over the name of Rabbi Shmuel something amazing. Pasik says, if a person transgressed the halacha, a mitzvah, or an ashtay in Havera, and what happens? They're sentenced to death. What's that? They'll be put, Vuhumas. You shall execute them. If somebody's sentenced to death, you should execute them. This is incredible. I would have thought that once a person is sentenced to death, that 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 execution should take place, whether it's a Shabbos or a Sunday, or you execute it as quickly as possible. So if it turns out that the first available opportunity to execute the guy is Shabbos, do it on Shabbos. I, but what about the fact that I remember again, one of the 39 malachas is shechita, right? Is slaughtering. Doesn't that apply to also executing a person? The Torah says, anyone who violates the Shabbos is put to death. I would have thought, 
I might have thought that that applies to any other malacha, but not what? But not, but not Misa's Beisdin. So I will say, so now here's what's interesting. So I just want to point out what's happening over here. If you notice, this is an Asay Dochalosa Asay, right? So again, the Asay is Torah telling me to what? To execute someone. If they're deserving of execution, execute them. The Losa Asay is Shabbos, right? And here again, it would be an Isra, it would be an Isra Doraisa, Kores, Kores. And yet it seems to be the Torah telling me, execute the guy even on Shabbos. Oh, in Allah Filum Misa's Beisdin. Or maybe not. Maybe at the end of the day, no, you're not, you can't do any Malach on Shabbos, even executing someone. Right, even executing someone. Omani makayim vuhumas. I. So what does the pasuk mean when it says if the guy deserves execution, execute him? Bechol v'lo b'shabbos. It means execute him during the week, but not on Shabbos. Oh, ena elafi lo b'shabbos. Maybe not. Maybe it means even on Shabbos. Talmud lomar lo sevaru eish bechol moshvol seichem. The pasuk says, do not kindle a fire in all of your dwellings. Now watch this. Ula halon hu omer vahayu vahayu ela lachem luchukos mishpat ledaroseichem. The Pasuk says, all of these things will be for you a mishpat for generations in all of your dwelling places. Just like ultimately, again, the Moshavos referred to in that Pasuk, in that second Pasuk, referring to Bezdin. So too over here, the Moshavos, so I will say, it's incredible. The Torah is saying, is coming to teach you that you can't even quote unquote kindle a fire where? Even in Beisdin. Now, we'll say, by the way, what does kindling a fire have to do with execution? Because remember, again, one of the forms of execution we have is Sreifa. The way they would go ahead and do, perform Sreifa is they would melt lead. So that's, that's ultimately, again, that's kindling. That requires a fire. That requires cooking. So ultimately, again, the Torah, so it's incredible. So we're making a Xer Shava of Moshavos, Moshavos. That when the Torah says, Torah is simply telling me, don't kindle fire in your home. I know that. Because Shabbos is a mitzvah on the guf, on the body. So I have to keep Shabbos no matter where I am. Moshavos is talking about even Beisdin. Even Beisdin. Even if Beisdin has an obligation to execute someone, we don't do it on Shabbos. So the Gemara Ultimately, again, the Torah says, do not kindle. Do not kindle. My love, Rabbi Nosini. Doesn't this line up well? Is this not reflective, ultimately, again, of the view of Rabbi Nosson? Right? Rabbi Nosson holds. Rabbi Nosson holds that Allah that remember, Rabbi Nosson was of the opinion of Lechalik, right? Rabbi Nassim comes along and says, kindling, kindling is an Isser Kares. And the only reason the Torah singled it out was why? Because Halacha Lamaisa singled out to teach you that you're higher for each and every Malacha independently. But this would have been a perfect example. This would have been an assay of execution. Docha Elosa assay, ultimately again, of Shabbos, an Isser Kares, an Isser Kares. And the Torah is coming out of its way to tell me, no, you can't do this. You can't do this. The time of the of Rachman Sivaru. Torah is telling me, don't kindle. So the Gemara says, Halav hachi. If had the Torah not said this, ultimately dochi. So we'll say, here it is. Here it is. Here's an example of where I have an assay dochalo. I would have thought that the assay of executing someone, right, once based and past the judgment, executing them, that, that's the assay. I would have thought an assay is docha alosa assay. What's the losa assay? Right, kindling on Shabbos. And I would have thought that. It had the Torah not said lo sevaru eish b'chol moshvoseichem kizera shava of moshvoseichem moshvoseichem, which teaches me I can't go ahead and execute on Shabbos. But again, without that drasha, 
I would have assumed I could. Why? Because I say dochelosase. And this is true even in I say dochelosase, where the losase is in Isrkares. Loop this back around. Now I understand why I would have thought that maybe there is an obligation of Yibam even with my wife's sister. I, it's an Isrkares. Okay, but it's an assay of Yibam being dochelosase of erva. That's why I need Aleha Aleha by Achos Ishto to teach me that no. The same way over here that the Torah has to teach me Moshe Oseichem, Moshe Oseichem, that no, you can't go ahead and violate Shabbos for the sake of executing this guy. Credible. To which the Gemara says, by the way, by the way, lo, so the Gemara says, Lo I'm sorry, To which the Gemara says, Lo Rabbiosi, Vitehavi Nami Rabbiosi, Amar da Am Rabbiosi, Havar Lalaviatsasa, Havar Gredasa, Havar debased in Bishop Silihi. So ultimately, you're going to both say, This is incredible. Remember, this could work even according to Rabbiosi, because even Rabbiosi, who said that the reason why Havara was singled out because it's a love. So therefore, again, executing someone on, on Shabbos would, would really potentially only be the love. It's not true, because remember, by Sreifa, like we just said before, there's two pieces. There's the kindling of the fire, and there's the cooking of the lead, right? Heating up the lead, taking it from a solid to a liquid is cooking. That's also an Isidar Isa. Right? So that, and all that, that does carry with it an Isakari. So even according to Rabbi Yossi, this is a good case. This is a good case. The Gemara says, Mali Bishop Sila, Mali Bishop and ultimately, because Rav Shesha says, what does it matter? If you're going ahead and you're cooking, the psila literally means a wick. It means a piece of lead, or you're going ahead and you're cooking herbs. So I both say, so therefore, we'll, we'll, we'll to pause over here for just a moment. So I'll, say, I'll just point out something amazing, that, that ultimately, again, so now we see why, the, remember, this whole thing was trying to figure out, why do I need a Pasuk or a Gzair Shava of Aleha, Aleha, from, from Achos Ishto, ultimately again to Yibam, to teach me that I can't do Yibam with my wife's sister. In other words, obviously with, with, with the reason I need that drasha is because without the drasha, I would have assumed the assay of Yibam is docha the losa assay of my wife's sister, even though that erva is an isrkaris. And all we've been trying to show is why would you think that a positive commandment sets aside a prohibition that has a penalty of karis? To which the Gemara says, here it is. We've given multiple examples. This last one over here says from Shabbos. From Shabbos, I would have thought that the assay to execute someone is docha, the low assay of kindling a fire for the sake of execution. I would have thought that. And again, indeed, that would have been halacha had the Torah not taught me the limud of Moshe Seichem, Moshe Seichem. So you see that that's the havamina. You see that that's the mindset that assay is docha, low assay is so strong that a positive commandment can even set aside a prohibition of kares. Therefore, the Torah has to go out of its way in these multiple scenarios to teach me that that is not the case. Although I say is docha lo say that is true. At least for now, it's not going to be docha a lo say which carries with it a penalty of karis. And again, for us, the reason why this is important is because again, even though normally yibum is an assay docha lo say in the case where the yavama, where the woman falling to me in yibum is an iser erva, which is punishable by kares, by misa, then the assay of yibam will not be docha, the losa assay of erva. Beautiful. Well, say, I'll just end off with one, with one beautiful, all right, you know, you might just quoted this machlokas by Havara, right, by kindling. Why does the Torah, why does the Torah single out kindling? So Havara lechalek yotzasa, right, lelav yotzasa. Well, say, if you think about this just a moment, you know, the Svarim bring down that Havara, Havara kindling of fire, fire often represents kas. Fire represents kas. 
So I saw something truly beautiful brought down, brought down in the name of, did I see it in the name of, um, I'm going to find it one second, I'm sorry, in the name of the Basham Tavakadosh. Basham Tavakadosh brings down something amazing. So Havara, Havara kindling represents Kas. The Rebbe said Kas, what does it do? What does it do? L'chalik, it divides. So what does it divide? In the Basham says something so beautiful. It divides in two ways. Number one, it divides people. Which is obvious. You get angry at someone, you create, you write, you create divisiveness. We're not together. It divides. It divides. But says the Rebbe something amazing. It also divides between the guf and the nefesh, the body and the soul. When a person gets angry, they lose sight of their ruchnius. When a person gets angry, they lose sight of their neshama. When I get angry, my animalistic, almost tendencies and behaviors, they kick in. Havara kas lechalik. It pulls apart the neshama and the guf. My whole life, my whole life, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to keep my guf in check. I'm trying to create a synergistic partnership between body and soul. I want my body to be the vehicle of my soul, not to be the enemy of my soul. I want my body to do incredible things. But in order to do that, the soul has to be the dominant partner in that synergistic partnership. The soul has to be the dominant voice. The soul has to be in the driver's seat. And you know what's so dangerous about anger? L'chalik, l'chalik. It divides the heart. It divides, the, uh, not the heart, the neshama and the guf. It pulls apart the neshama and the guf. And when the neshama is pulled out of the guf, chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom, there's no telling what terrible things the guf could do when it is not being steered and not being directed by the neshama. So we have to be so careful with anger. There are times where anger is warranted. There's time where kas is appropriate. But even when kas is called for, even when it's appropriate, it must always be measured. And it must always be contained, like a fire. Fire is very positive and very profound and very good if it's contained in something. If left unchecked, fire destroys. When we have to get angry at times, it has to be controlled anger, limited anger. Because if not, we run the risk of have or lechalik, of pulling apart our guf and our neshama, and then unfortunately terrible things occur. An incredible muster for us to be so careful with our midos, to be so careful with our anger, to be so careful when our passions run high and we're ready to get angry. Just be careful. Do I really want to pull apart my guf and my nisham? All right, Trevor, we'll stop over here for today. Shkayach, everyone. Wishing everyone a wonderful day. I'm sorry that I couldn't be there with you in person, but it's a great schuss to continue to learn with you. Have a wonderful day.